going to share a thought tonight, um, and I want you to hold your place there in Deuteronomy chapter 2. And, um, you know, I'd say tonight if we at all um, were to write a list of our most vexing sins in our life or, or um, you know, the sin that does so easily beset us, there would be a, a wide variety of things. But I'd say there's one thing we all have in common where we fail, and that's in, in, in being thankful. Uh, none of us in this room are thankful enough. Not I'm not throwing rocks. I'm saying none of us, myself. I'm not thankful enough. Um, I, I, I don't I don't give the Lord the the recognition and the credit He deserves in my life. Um, none of us, anything we have, we owe God all the credit for everything. Any ability you have, um, any talent you have, any skill you have, any knowledge you have, it, there's a God in heaven who allowed you to have that. The Bible says every good gift cometh from above. And so um, Deuteronomy chapter 2, before we, get, before we read this verse, um, I, I've been pondering on this, and, and you know, I've, I've been wondering what is it um, that leads to being thankless, not being thankful, but being thankless. And, um, you know, Psalms 103 and verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all this within me, bless the name. Bless the Lord. Verse two says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let and let, let me not forget His benefits. Let me not forget His benefits." And here's here's what I, the conclusion I've come to in my own life. I've, I've been thinking about this. Is the the reason I'm thankless is because I'm thoughtless. And you know, thoughtlessness leads to thanklessness. And in Deuteronomy, the reason I want you to turn to Deuteronomy, did you know the Lord Jesus gave us two ordinances for the church? And he told us to do that till he comes. And the church has been doing those ordinances since that he's given us that. And, we're, and, and by the grace of God, we'll do it till he comes. Two ordinances. One is baptism. And the other is the Lord's Supper. But did you know that both of those ordinances are memorials? When we were baptized, when we were baptized, that was a memorial. It was a remembrance of when we died to our old life, where we were saved by the grace of God. It was a memorial, and when we when we're baptized, it, we're looking, we're 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 recognizing and acknowledging our our dying for Christ or dying with Christ. And then the Lord's Supper is a memorial, and it says right there on that table, "This do in remembrance of me." And the and, and baptism, it's to remember our dying with him. But in the Lord's Supper, we remember his dying for us. But both of them are memorials. Every time a person falls to the Lord in believer's baptism, it's a memorial. It, it, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a symbol. It's, it's telling a story. Every time we take the Lord's Supper, it's a memorial. And we're remembering. Why did you think, think about it? Think the Lord give us, he could have given us a lot of different ordinances. But they give us two, and both of those are tied to remembering. And, 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 and you know, and, and I thought about that, and this whole book, and that's what led me to Deuteronomy, is the book of Deuteronomy is a book of remembrance. In fact, the name Deuteronomy, it means second law. It's not another law. God only had one law, but it's a second giving of the law. Moses went back. Moses is about to die, and these are his last words to the Hebrew children and he repeats a lot of things God had already said. A lot of times preachers get enamored with trying to come up with something that's never been said. That's dangerous. And there's no new thing under the sun. 
Paul over there in um, in in Second he says the same things commit thou to faithful men, and 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 over and over in this book of Deuteronomy, you can read it in your own time. I encourage you to do it. But the word remember, remember, remember. Don't forget. Beware lest thou forget. Over and over. Now think about this. Moses was getting ready to die, and the reason he was going to die is because he forgot. The Lord, remember, he, 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 got, he got frustrated and, and, he, and he didn't obey God completely. And then God said, you are not going in. And don't you know that broke his heart? He has spent 40 years with them stiff-necked people. And they finally got to him. And, and, uh, and before you judge, imagine Brother David pastoring 40 years in the wilderness. Probably felt like it down there in Hickman, but it, that ain't, it ain't, it's close, but it ain't quite the wilderness. But, 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 but here's the thing. Think about this. Moses had invested his entire, the, the, the most important years of his life in getting those people to the promised land. That was his mission. Now he's going to die. And of all the instruction he could give them, here's what he told them the most important thing was to remember. He didn't talk to them about, uh, uh, how they needed to cultivate the ground. He didn't talk to them about their army and how they needed to fortify this and they needed to make sure they had enough soldiers. He didn't talk to them about how they needed to build these. Uh, you know, this is the, the main thing he told. Here's, here he's telling them the most important thing that you need to do in order to stay over here where, in the promised land is you need to remember. And, and you know, tonight I hope that, it, that the Lord will help me and I hope he'll help all of us to stop being so thoughtless. And, 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 and so if the Lord will help me, I'll give you a little sermon, a little thought. And just in Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 7, it's hard to put everything. Isn't it hard when you start trying to thank the Lord to try to, to, to get it down into, uh, there's so much we can thank him for. But, but this one verse, I believe, kind of summarizes the goodness of God to the people of Israel and I believe it applies to all of us as well. But if the Lord will help me, I want to give you a little thought tonight on this. Thinking about thinking. Now listen, in North Georgia, they believe those two are the same words. But thinking and thinking are two different words. Thinking is what you do when you take a test. Thinking is when you're trying to decide where to go eat. But tonight, we're going to know there's two different thinking about, and that's what I want us to do tonight. I want us to think about thanking the Lord. The first thing, I want verse 7 now, chapter 2 and verse 7. And this is really a summary Moses gives of God's dealings with them in the wilderness uh, during that 40 years. He said in verse 7, For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. He said, don't, don't forget. He said, why don't you think about that? He said, won't you think about the fact that the Lord God has been with you? He has blessed you. He has kept you. He has not allowed you to lack for anything. He fed them. He clothed them. He sustained them. He defended them. And Moses said, don't you ever forget what the Lord's done for you. Now, in, this, in verse 7, I want you to see this. He says, number one, he says, for the Lord... Thy God. 
And the first thing I think we should think about, this is a tongue, I know it should come up, Brother Aaron said it sounded good, George Justin wasn't here now, so, but if, if it don't, if I get tongue, it's Brother Aaron's fault, but if we're thinking about thanking, I think we should think about the fact that the Lord has given us, has allowed us, allowed us to have personal fellowship with him. He said, the Lord, thy God. Moses, Moses didn't say the Lord, my God. He said the Lord, thy God. Here's the thing. The youngest Hebrew in that crowd, God was just as much their God as he was Moses' God. Think about that. The Lord didn't appear to Moses in a pillar of fire about, about at night in a cloud, but he appeared unto the congregation. And, and here's the first thing Moses says. We need to think about the fact that the Lord has allowed us to have personal, he's had personal fellowship with me. I should thank the Lord for that. You understand? All of us have times where we're not much to be around. But you know the Lord, all, he says he is the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God. The Egyptians, they had come out of a land that had many gods, lifeless gods. Helpless gods. God said, and, and that's part of the curse that the judgments were to prove to them and to Egypt. Those, God, those gods were helpless. They couldn't help themselves. And they couldn't help anybody else. But he said, don't you ever stop thinking about the fact that the Lord has been your God. Amen. Aren't you glad for that tonight? I, I'm, I'm glad that he was Jackie Martin's God. I'm glad he's Mary Martin's God. I'm glad he's John and Mary Beth. And I'm glad he was Virginia Sloan's God. I'm thankful for all that. Uh, but, but I'm glad that he's been my God. I've had personal fellowship with him. And he is as just as real to me as he is to the greatest preacher who's ever lived. He's just as real to me as the most famous person, most famous preacher. I, I thank the Lord that he is my God. He is our God. We should all thank the Lord for personal fellowship. And if you don't have personal fellowship, you're missing out. You're missing out on a great blessing in your life. Personal fellowship. He said he's thy God. The nation of Israel or the Hebrew children had a unique and personal relationship with the Lord. Do you believe that? He said things to them that he didn't say to everybody else. Do you believe that? He gave the law to them. He gave the Pentateuch, the first five, he gave that to them. He, gave, he raised up prophets to give them a word from him, a personal word. You understand? Now, I want you to know now, we should not think anything more of us because we're nothing more than anybody else. But do you understand tonight, God has said things to us that the world don't know about. We know, and, I'm, and it breaks my heart. It's our job to take what he's told us and go tell them. But we should thank him that he's had fellowship with us and let us in on what his will is for our life and for our family. And it's a wonderful, we should think more about the fact that he has personal fellowship with us. Now then look here, he says this, for the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. And, and that's one of those things when you think about those 40 years that everything they did with their hands was it all good. They did some, Moses, we know he had done, and you know, there's several instances where they murmured at Mara, they, they rose up against Aaron, they, they, I mean, all through, you can, I could go on and on where they, they gave in to lust and they ate too much of that manna and, 
and you remember when the serpents come in and, and all that they had done. But here's what, I, here's what I believe. I believe God took their bad decisions and used it for their own good. How does God do that? Chastisement. How did God bless all the works of the hand? Because when they obeyed him, he blessed them. He, 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 he helped them. He honored them. He rewarded them. And when they disobeyed him, he stopped them. He judged them. He corrected them. And so tonight we should all thank the Lord for the fact uh, that he has blessed the work of our hands. So I said his personal fellowship with me, but then I thought about his providential foreman of me. You say, what do you mean? Well, Moses, brother Moses here in this book, Deuteronomy, is not the same Moses that come out of Egypt. God had changed him. And let me tell you something tonight. Some of the most worst times of his life were the times where God changed him the most. Now, I want, you, I want to help you with something tonight. We make mistakes and then we also commit sin. And we do things, but here's how God blesses that. He corrects us and he, and he uses that. How many of you have a whooping you got when you was young you never forgot? How, anybody? There's, I mean, we had a lot. I had, multi, I had so many of them that just kind of all blend together. But there's a few that really stand out. You know, top five. But spiritually speaking, I've had some whoopings that I've not forgot. And I'll be honest one of the worst I ever got in my Christian life, I was just 17 years old. And, and I'm not saying I learned every lesson, but, I, but I'm telling you, 22 years later, oh, that's hard to say, 22 years later, Brother David, I, I still owe God a lot of thanks for not letting this boy at that time continue in the way I was going. If he hadn't have stepped in, if he hadn't have stopped, if he hadn't have corrected me, if he hadn't have chastened me, if he hadn't have disciplined me, I wouldn't have anything that I have tonight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in the, I wouldn't be in church tonight. I'd be dead by now. I know I would. But he's telling them that God had formed them. He had blessed them in all that they did, even in their bad times when they did wrong. God blessed them with chastening. When they did right, he blessed them with victory. Think about this. Their cattle increased. Their cattle increased despite the fact that they had been in a desert for 40 years. That don't make sense. Now think about this, and everybody in here all think about this. I don't care what your job is, your title, whatever, but think about how God's blessed the work of your hands. Right. I mean, and, 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 and I believe this goes beyond just the work. I believe this goes, and I don't believe Christians have a, I believe everything, I believe you're, you don't have a secular life and a spiritual life. I believe if you're saved, your whole life, spirit, it ought to be spiritual. It ought to be whether you're working at a plant, whether you're at church. I believe everything, you ought to do all things for the glory of God, everything you do. But think about this. He blessed the work of their hands. They were not herdsmen, like Brother Bud said. But despite that, God blessed their work and did something that made no, he multiplied their cattle in a wilderness. And think about what you have, uh, materially speaking tonight. How did you come about that? I'll tell you why. The Lord blessed the work of your hands. You say, well, I've got a good mind. I, I, you know, I've got, a, I'm, I got this. I got business sense. I got that. Did you know there's a lot of homeless people tonight under bridges who got had work ethic and had business sense and they went broke? Think about that deadbeat down there in Puerto Rico. What's his name? The FTX guy who... He got all them billions of dollars from Ukraine. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all ain't heard about that. See, y'all listened to me and turned off the TV, and I just cheated. I cheated. Lord, forget, there's some of that chasing. 
That guy, this, you know, there's a bunch of kids from Yale or Harvard went down there and they got a big mansion and they really, they were exploiting people, take, they, you know, Bitcoin. And they was getting, there's a number two donor to the Democratic Party too, by the way. And, and now they just, they went broke overnight. And uh, everybody, and what I'm saying is them boys, they said they was worth $100 billion about two weeks ago and now they ain't worth nothing. All I'm trying to say is tonight, if it wasn't for the Lord blessing the work of our hands, think about the, how the Lord's blessed this church. The new faces, Brother Bo's here. He said, man, he said, I don't recognize half the people here. And, and he, he was just here last year. And, and think about how the Lord's blessed the work of our hands. He's, he's formed us in ways that we could never have formed ourselves if we wanted to. And then he goes on to say in verse 7, In all the words of thy hand, he knoweth thy walking. He knoweth thy walking. I thought about this. We ought to think about his primary focus on us. He focuses on us. The word knoweth means to observe, to watch with care and kindness. He said, he knoweth thy walking. Of all the things the Lord can pay attention to, think about this, he watches our steps. That's something, ain't it? Miss Marilyn mentioned her grand baby getting up on his feet. I remember when Ginger first, we thought that was the greatest thing in the world when she took them first steps. Come to find out, if I could have it do over, we'd wait in about five years, you know. And you remember when your kids put their first, and you were sitting there, and you probably, some of y'all had one of them, you know, y'all might have one of them, you know what I'm talking about, when you push, like in the westerns. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about, or maybe somebody's having to draw a pit. But you remember those first few steps? And, and you'd watch them, and they'd sit there, and their knees were wobbling, they'd fall, and you'd call your mom or your, your um, grandma, or you'd call, and you told everybody about it, and then everybody would come over and say, look at them, they're walking. But did that go on? You didn't, when they was in middle school, you didn't go to school and, and say, look at them walking. Look at them. No. It gets old quick, right? Now think about this. Think about this. The Lord never gets tired watching our walk. For 40 years, he had watched every step they took. That's amazing, ain't it? You know what that tells me? Much as I care for my kids, he cares a lot more for me. As much as I love them, he loves me so much more. He said, he knoweth thy walking. Every step them old sandals took, he was watching out for them. And tonight, if it wasn't for that in our lives, where would we be? You know, David said in Psalms 47, 10, he says, I'm poor and needy, but thou thinkest upon me. Think about all God has he could think about, but he thinks upon us. So then he goes on to say, verse 7, I know that walking through this great wilderness, great wilderness, I think about this. We all think about his protecting favor around us. You know, the angel of the Lord went before them and behind them and, and watched over them. They, now think about this. They disobeyed God. In Numbers chapter, they didn't go in when God said go in, but he still protected them. And I'm glad the Lord doesn't just, when we disobey, and I'm not encouraging disobedience, but I'm glad he don't just let me go off. And, and he still is good to us even when we're bad. For 40 years, think about this. It was no secret what was going on. Because when they went to Canaan, to Jericho, they, Rahab said, we've heard. Word had got out. And Brother David, every person in the, every one of them countries, them tribes, and them people, 
they watched them and they and they want they want don't think they didn't want to kill them and destroy them, but God wouldn't let them. He protected them. And aren't you glad in this wicked world we're living in, the Lord protects us. He goes before us and he goes behind us. I think about our children. We went to that, like I said, the awards thing today, and we walked in and they had metal detectors at Fancy Farm Elementary School. Armed police officers standing there. And I thought this, we've been here eight years, and I thought I never would have believed that that would have been at Fancy Farm Elementary School. But you know, every day they go, and I have to trust that God is going to protect them. And, 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 and so we should think about that. Think about God's protecting favor in your life. In this great, we're in a great wilderness. We're in a barren land. We're in a place of danger. Did you know that if God stopped taking care of them for one day, they would have died? But he sustained them through it all. Then he goes on and says, these 40 years, I thought about his, pa his patient faithfulness. We all think about that. Every morning and every day, he was with them. He didn't stop. He didn't leave them, but he stayed with them throughout that entire time. In our life, if we all look back, we'd have to admit there's been ups and there's been downs. There's been times when we were all the way in, but there's also been times we were all the way out. Your body might have been in church, but your heart was nowhere near there's been times where we was on the edge of our seat and couldn't wait. We wanted to hear more and get more. But then there's other times we were on the other seat waiting to get out. But God stayed with us through it all. Isn't that wonderful? Then I think about this, and I'm done. Verse 7, he says, These 40 years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. I thought about this. We all think about the provisions that he's furnished for us. Lacked nothing they didn't lack anything there was no walmarts there was no grocery stores there was no again they couldn't grow a garden they never were in one place long enough and even if they tried that was a barren place they were at they they they, they were they were out, they were 100% relying on God's provision and he didn't fail them one bit he said he didn't like nothing he gave them shoes that didn't wear out for 40 years how, you ever thought about that? They're, they're, some of them, them youngins had little feet when they started and they grew. I, you say, you believe God? I believe God did. Amen. If he could make that barrel, of, if he, he could make a shoe longer, I wish he'd do that miracle for Drew. <laughs> Save me some money. <laughs> Y'all pray for that. I'm, I need a mirror. But his foot seems like it grows every day. But, you know, I personally want to thank the Lord. I've lacked nothing. When I surrendered to preach and, and I decided, you know, when I graduated high school, I had to make some hard decisions about what I was going to do. And there were some people that was in my ear and um, they had told me that, you know, you know, where I'm come from up until last 20 years or so, they, they thought the church's job was to keep the preacher hungry and then the Lord would keep him holy. And, and they didn't believe, they, you know, they, they, they didn't believe. In, and so, and, and a lot of people around me said, you don't want to be a preacher, you know. And then, then the, this is what they said, go to school, be a doctor, lawyer. You know, I always want to be a lawyer. And I think I could have been a good one. I love to argue. And I've never been wrong. 
Never. The only time I've ever been wrong when I got I had to admit I was wrong to get saved. But I'm not. Miss Kendall, I've never have happened. Not in 20 years or going on 20. But okay, in my mind. You need to think about thinking. No, you need to think about thinking. But anyway, Brother David, I remember it was, in my mind I thought, man, I'm not going to get to do this. My kid, you know, we grew up, we didn't grow up poor per se. We just grew but we, you know, if I wanted a new pair of shoes, it was like three months of like hinting around to my dad, you know, if I wanted that baseball bat, I had to, and you know, I thought, Lord, I don't want my children. This is why I met Kim. I said, I don't want to have, but you know, finally one day I told Lord, I don't care if I got to be broke. If I don't have anything, I'm going all, they told me this. They said, go get you a career and preach on the side. And that never said, well, brother Aaron said, I never said, well, how am I going to, I've given my all to everything else. How am I not going to give my all to being a preacher? And, and you know, I, then at that time I didn't understand, but I can say now, 22 years later, I've not liked anything. My children haven't liked anything. My wife, and it's, it's because you say, it's because God uses his people, but in the end it's God that's done that. And if you'd be honest tonight, you'd say the same thing. Have you missed out on some things? You probably have, but you probably needed to miss out on them. And I thank the Lord for that, don't you? Thinking about thinking.